0: Chasing Eternity, Season 1, Episode 5. Alright, we are back with Chasing Eternity. My name is Chris Croats, along with my co-host, Adam Oldham. How are you doing today, Adam?
1: I'm doing well, Christopher. How are you today? It's been a couple of weeks. It has.
0: Um, we we started off really great, um, and then life happened, and then snowpocalypse 2017 happened. Mm. Um, so, it's just, this is the way it is, and I think we're not recording next week. Correct. Um, so then we'll have another gap, but then after that, we are good. We should be good. We for a while. Yes. But who, who knows? Anyways, we are on uh episode five. Um, and I'm still enjoying this. I hope you listener out there are enjoying this podcast as well. Um, and let's just hop into it. Uh, because for our quote of the week this week, uh I actually have a sound bite All right. that will is very on theme I for hope what so. we're gonna be talking about. All Here right. we go.
2: It is true what many of you have heard, the machines have gathered an army and as I speak, that army is drawing nearer to our home. (laughs) Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us, but if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here before you now, truthfully unafraid. Why? Because I believe something you do not? No! I stand here without fear because I remember. I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. I remember that for 100 years they have sent their armies, to destroy us. And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! Tonight, let us send a message to that army. Tonight, let us shake this cave. Tonight! Let us tremble these holes of earth, steel, and stone. Let us be heard from red car to black sky. Tonight, let us make them remember. This is Zion, and we are not afraid.
0: All right. Isn't that awesome? Morpheus. He's awesome. Mm. So besides that being a amazing speech, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, I have to congratulate you, Chris. We're talking about The Matrix today, and you managed to pick a quote from not The Matrix, but The Matrix Reloaded, the next movie, the second one. That's true. So it's in the theme of what we're talking about. Morpheus is a character in the first movie, and uh, so spoiler alert – Morpheus survives the first movie, (laughs) Um, but this movie came out in 1999, so if you're that far behind, it's on you.
0: That's Uh, true, that's true.
1: In the speech, he was talking about this impending doom that stood before the people, this idea of the machines coming to destroy them, and I really liked what he said that, you know, what they have to do before they can do anything else is that they have to shed their fear. Mm -hmm. Uh, They can't overcome this problem, they can't defeat this problem until they shed their fear of it, Uh, and I really find that in life fear more than anything else often is the barrier between us and change, success, um, anything. Reconciliation with others, um, repentance, uh, getting out of the the stuff that's holding us down and so uh, change can be scary, Uh, confronting hard things can be scary but I really like the idea that shedding our fear has to be the first step Uh, and it can be very empowering to step out of the shadow of fear and uh, especially to know like Morpheus you're not in it alone. Uh, you're yeah. surrounded by people who believe like you do, uh, yeah. who know like you do. Uh, so it's very empowering a uh, reminder to the people who had survived that we're still here. It's hard but they didn't beat us yet. Yeah. We're still around, so we need to we need to shed our fear and confront it head on. That's good. That's not what I thought of uh when I heard that clip. Um
0: but it what what i was thinking of kind of goes hand in hand with that i i like that idea of shedding our fear because i think a lot of times most people think of fear as like oh i'm i'm cowering in the corner um and i'm unable to do anything cuz i'm so afraid and that's not typically how we see fear in the real world fear is uh when you get convicted by what the preacher is saying on sunday and he says if you're struggling with this come forward and then you convince yourself to not yes And that's not typically what we think of as fear, but that's what it is. You know, what are people going to think? What are people going to say if I go up there? Um, And with, you know, I know you've dealt uh, a lot with addiction in your therapy and I've dealt with addiction and just how powerful that is Hmm. of for someone, for both the person and, you know, from a spectator's point of view to see that of, like he said, I'm not in this alone. Mm. I think that's so good. What I thought of uh, on, that, um, on that clip was uh, when he says, uh, be, I stand here without fear because I remember. I remember that I'm not here because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. And how powerful remembrance is. Yes. That I think... As Christians, you think I think about my life and the stuff that's happened and where I've been and the and it's cool to look back and see God's hand kind of working through all of that. I think of just how me and my wife met Mm. of just like how many people because, you know, her dad became my preacher and for that to happen, their neighbors had to invite them to a Bible study And I wouldn't have been at that church if someone didn't invite my older brother to camp one year and then he invite me the next year. Just like all this stuff that just had to happen for us to just meet, let alone get married and stay married for 12 years. It's crazy when we think about how powerful remembrance is and remembering that God is with us and and working for us. I think of uh, tonight we have our James Bible study and this is just on my mind. In James uh, chapter one, it says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds for, you know, that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And I love this idea. I mean, we spent the entire first week of the study talking about these three verses because there's so much to unpack there. Um, You know, count it all joy when you meet all these trials and that is not a thought that is really accepted by today's society Mm. of like, Oh, look forward to those times when it's really rough. But for a Christian, why do we do that? Well, because we remember, we remember that through those, all those other trials, if we maintained our faith in God and he continues to be for us and on our side and helping us, why wouldn't we count on all joy knowing that on the other side of this, we're going to have a stronger faith we're gonna be more complete. We're mm-hmm. gonna
1: be, have that faith that's lacking in nothing. And I love that. I love that. Well, and I love too, kind of bringing it to our topic for today of The Matrix. When, Ma- when Morpheus said that, you know, do I believe something you don't know? We believe together. He believed in something just like we Christians believe in something. They aren't in it alone. They had the chosen one. They had Neo on their side, uh, the one that was going to come and save humanity, saved in the city of Zion, ironically. Yeah. Right? So as we look at the Matrix and we think about faith, it was not a blind faith that Morpheus was trying to get the people to remember. Uh, it was, we've seen what Neo can do. We've seen, we have experienced victory. We are alive, yeah. uh, and we have a Savior who is actively fighting for us. And so I think remembering that that's a very real thing is just as empowering as anything else. So as we talk about The Matrix, Chris, uh, this movie came out in 1999. It was a huge part of my childhood. uh, Same here. By childhood, I mean like high school. Um, you know it was a pivotal moment in my life being with some of my friends watching this movie of course it was very violent with guns and all this stuff so my parents yes. wouldn't have known that i was watching it yes <laughs> um, surprisingly no like major language or like really graphic nudity or anything so no. by like some movie standards not the most horrible thing that is out there so mm-hmm. i i think it's aged well um, i just remember being blown away by this movie uh, and i was blown away by this movie not just because of uh, you know the excitement and the action and the you know, the crazy jumping around and the gunfights and all of that. But it made me think. Uh, there are things in life that really challenge you to think, and they they cause us to stop and reflect. And you and I were just talking about the Shack. The Shack is a, a book that was written a few years ago. The movie version is out now. Mm-hmm. Uh, good, bad, or ugly, whatever you think about it, if you've read it, it's a book that makes you stop and think. Yeah. And the Matrix for me was a movie that really made me stop and think because. Every few minutes, it, there was a line, or somebody said something uh, that was like a philosophical question almost. Uh, Morpheus, at one point, when he's talking to Neo at the beginning of the movie, you know, do you believe in fate, Neo? And asking him about fate and, you know, the blue pill and the red pill and choice. You know, are my decisions predetermined for me or do I have free will? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, are there certain circumstances that I'm just condemned to experience or can I take charge and have control of my future? Um, These were questions that, you know, in high school really hit me deeply and made me question and wonder and think and prompted really cool conversations with my friends. Mm -hmm. Um, Because as a movie, it has a very spiritual. And a very obvious parallel yes. to the Christian story of a Messiah, of a Savior, um, and so it really—the it one—the one. You know, <laughs> the, he literally gets resurrected at one point, point. Yeah. and so it really spoke to, wow, my faith. This faith that I believe, this story that I believe is true, looks so cool on this in this movie and with these cool graphics and these cool characters. But really, this is the story that Christians preach. Uh, told in a slightly different way. Yeah. Uh, So it was very powerful for me, and I I really enjoyed it growing up. How about you? What was your experience with The Matrix? So
0: 1999, I was 14 then? Yeah, I was 14. Uh, I remember seeing this in the theater. Um, I was not a Christian. My family was not anything like that. Um, and so I really viewed it as just this is a great one of the best action films I have ever seen You know you have the gunplay like you said you have, you have the, the acrobatics and like this kung-fu style <laughs> stuff going on It was just it was incredible to see this on the big screen now um, Some of those uh, special effects haven't aged well um, so that's definitely a dislike that I have. At the time, of course, it was just like, mm. like, whoa, mm. what is happening? Um, I've gone back and watched them not too recently, but recent enough to know that okay, these these effects didn't age well. Much like you know the first the episodes one, two, and three for in the Star Wars saga, it, you go back and watch those, and it's just like, okay, <laughs> this is. <laughs> I don't know self. what I was thinking mm. <laughs> that this looked like it matched at all um, but that's just that's the nature of technology right um, what else do I have on here the storytelling you mentioned something about that as well just how it very much parallels the Christian story the story of Christ. Um, but beyond that I think I thought the the story the storytelling was was awesome mm. uh, one uh, one point I remember, We find out, I can't remember his name, but he's the bad guy, not Agent Smith, but the bad guy on the ship. He's got the mustache. Cypher. Cypher. Yes. We find out, uh, this is just a storytelling aspect of it, but we find out like halfway through the movie that he is going to betray him. Sound familiar, Mm -hmm. right? We have a, we have a Judas, uh, in the group, right? We find out that he is going to betray the group and then it's just kind of like, when is it going to happen? You know, like how is this going to happen? What is it going to look like? And that I think, um, as a storyteller myself, I think that they did that great. It was mm. it was awesome. Just that that anticipation mm. of what is going to happen. Yeah. What? How is this? What is this going to look like? Um, and that again, I didn't even think about that. But he is Judas, right? In this mm-hmm. story. How? Man. Um, and I mean, any story that parallels the the, the account of Jesus Christ. If you really look into everything that was going on with, with the politics, not only um, with the, the Pharisees and then the Romans on top of that, but also the politics inside the group of, of disciples, I mean, it's so, it's so deep. Mm. And any story that parallels that, I mean, it's going to have some twists and turns that you don't. Unless you're, you know, you know beforehand that it's paralleling this account, you're g- you're not going to see coming.
1: Well, we have talked about this before. How the Bible doesn't censor itself. I mean, can you imagine, you know, the Son of God coming down and picking twelve people to follow him around, and he picks one that's going to betray him, mm-hmm. and the betrayer ends up regretting it and killing himself. That's not PG. Like that's. Yeah. And when you read the accounts, you know, not only did he hang himself, but his body bulged and fell over and yeah. the intestines blew up all over the floor. Oh, yeah. like, it was disgusting. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, again, the Bible doesn't censor that. It's, hey, this is what happened. Yeah. This was reality. Uh, and that's something about The Matrix in terms of reality that, oh my gosh, even right now, I'm still blown away thinking about these things. Um, throughout the movie, there are so many moments where um, we're confronted with a choice. And this spiritual application, I think, is so powerful. We as human beings ultimately have to come to a moment in our lives where we either accept the truth that ignorance is bliss Mm -hmm. and we would like to continue believing the world looks the way it does and everything is fine and well, my actions don't really have any eternal consequences. You know, God, well, you want me to do certain things? Well, I don't know if I really want to think about it like that. Uh, I'd rather just kind of keep on doing what I think is best. And so we have that choice or we can accept the truth and understand that the world isn't how it really seems. Yeah. Uh, at one point, Matri- uh, Morpheus you know, is pleading with Neo to free his mind. Uh, free your mind Neo, because the Matrix is wool that has been pulled over your eyes mm-hmm. to hide the truth. And so we either accept this fake world around us, you know, the blue pill or whatever, or we accept the pill that shows us the truth and we see how deep the rabbit hole goes. If If the Bible is true, if this story is true, what does that mean? What are the implications? How does that change everything I understand about the world around me? And you'll see, as Neo does, as he begins to accept the truth, um, everything is not as it seemed before to him. And many people continue, Cypher included, I would rather live in ignorance than know what the truth is because the truth is hard. And so I think that's a real challenge, even today, that everyone faces, uh, that this movie really conveys well. Uh, And just like Cypher, unfortunately, learns, once you know the truth, it's really hard to go back and pretend you don't anymore. Um, And it didn't really work out very well for him, even though the machines promised it would. And I think uh, you bring up the machines as the,
0: uh, the ultimate antagonist, right? And in this parallel account, they would definitely represent Satan, demons, right? And how uh, the deal that he made, his deal with the devil, ended up being a lie. Mm. You know, how how, were, how were, what could he have hoped for with these machines to give him anything other than death? Mm-hmm there's so many things
1: yeah, because the machines even of themselves he was already he was basically saying yeah you can take me back and plug me into the machine and uh, just use me as a battery until yeah. I get chopped up and used for energy like like what kind of who accepts that as reality it's yeah. just insane. but it happens
0: all the time mm-hmm.
1: you think about people in the world
0: those who are still plugged in to the machine right plugged into the matrix they're living you know, happy, they're happy in and of themselves and just in bliss, right? Ignorance is bliss. And, but when we realize the truth that these people that are all around us every day, the majority of them are going to end up in hell mm-hmm. is the truth. And I think that is one of the most frustrating things for a preacher. Um, is, trying to get people to know the truth mm. and the truth is far more far reaching than just okay you need to uh, believe repent confess and be baptized because there's a another step after that that that's really the more difficult of mm-hmm. them and that's live faithfully what does yep. that look like what is it if you actually believe in the bible then your life is going to look vastly different and mm-hmm. Than everyone else around you. Yeah, there's no getting around that. Mm-hmm. And as much as we would like to just, okay, I have my ticket punched to heaven. Now, can I just fade back into the crowd and live in this ignorant bliss until I get called up into heaven? That's not how it works. No, it's not how it works. Um, talking about being uh, plugged and unplugged, I really like in, in the Matrix how. Uh, the the uh, event of someone being unplugged was kind of like a new birth, yeah. right? And we mm-hmm. read about that in scripture, right? That when you um, become a Christian, you're a new creation. You have you know, a new birth, and when Neo is unplugged, it's I mean he's he's basically just a I mean he's he's a human, but none of his muscles work mm-hmm. he can't see very well he has to you know be taught how to live again and that is exactly how it is when you're a christian
1: that you still have you need to l- learn how to live now mm-hmm. i really like that yeah and how living in in the movie is dramatically different than accepting the bliss of the matrix I think about the food, think about Cypher whenever he's talking with Agent Smith and trying to make his deal where he's sitting there eating a steak, his beautiful steak dinner and he loves the taste of steak mm-hmm. uh, compared to what they were eating on the Nebuchadnezzar, the ship uh, with Morpheus, they're eating slop, yeah. uh, you know, that was like nasty looking snotty food. It's like, well, what would you rather have? And the question as Matri- as Morpheus says to Neo early on, I'm just trying to show you the truth. Sometimes people don't want to know the truth because the difference can seem like, well, I'd rather eat the fake steak than the real sloppy, snotty food. Mm -hmm. Um, But that means accepting a whole different worldview. And that's the difference. I mean, it's like in the movie walking around the characters who have been unplugged when they're in the matrix. It's like they look around and see everyone around them just kind of mindlessly going about their business. and as Christians, we look around the world and likewise see people going about their business. And like you said, uh, that's a scary thing, not just for a preacher, but for any Christian to recognize, wow, a lot of people truly are just plugged into this lie yeah. uh, that this world is all that matters, that they are all that matters, that their job is all that matters, their purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I really like that point too. Um, what else you got? Something that I thought was really interesting, just in terms of some of the symbolism, uh, I thought there's it was so much so of it. much symbolism. <laughs> uh, that was something I also really enjoyed about it. The idea of the chosen one, the yeah. Messiah. His uh, name is Neo. His name is Neo. He meets the Trinity. Yeah, there's right? a prophecy. You know, <laughs> I mean, he gets resurrected at one point. Yeah. Uh, he's also fully human, but he's also kind of a. In the program, he's kind of divine slash machine and fully human in the same way that Jesus came and bridged that gap. Fully God, fully divine, also fully man. Um, And I thought that that was really neat. Um, One other thing that uh, really just jumped out to me as you were talking about sin and the machines, Uh, the machines don't just represent Satan. Uh, I think it's interesting when you think about the timeline of the story the machines exist, this war exists, the matrix exists, because human beings created the machines. Oh. So human beings created the mess that we find themselves in in the matrix. Yeah. They create the problem that then consumes them. Oh, man. And human beings, we took this upon ourselves to take God's perfect creation and his very simple rules, hey, don't eat off of that tree over there, and we, we decided to do it our way. Yeah. And as a result, Of our actions, our world came crumbling down. It's not how God wanted it to be, but we did that. And so it's amazing how the 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 characters in the Matrix—they're fighting against these evil machines in this war—and you know, Zion. We we believe, just like Morpheus was yelling, but this was a problem of human creation. Uh, And it amazes me how many messes we get ourselves into um, by our own hand. Absolutely, absolutely. I was that. Oh man, that's so deep. Mm, So deep, Chris so
0: many things um let me think how much time do we have i'll i'll do one more for me okay um my last one then this is a huge spoiler alert but like you said i mean it was it came out in 99 if you haven't seen it at this point yeah. then you deserve uh this spoiler yes you um, do um so at the end of the movie neo um he's fighting against these agents and they end up shooting him right mm-hmm. not just shooting him once but they pretty much unload a clip into him Um, And, you know, he flatlines and then he comes back because he finally understands. He finally does what Morpheus has been trying to get him to to do. And that's believe. Mm. Right. Believe that what you're seeing isn't real. Believe that you are the chosen one. What the prophet talked about was about you and that she told you what you needed to hear Um, at the end. You know, there is. And, of course, you know, this parallels, again, to to the Christian story perfectly. There is victory in death. Hmm. And that Jesus, in his ultimate act of sacrifice and giving himself, I mean, it was victory. Hmm. That Satan thought that he won, but in reality, no. You just, what happened was what was supposed to happen. And because of this, it's not only that Jesus is victorious over death, but now we all have an opportunity Mm. at being victorious. And then that's another theme that is perpetuated throughout the next two movies as well Mm -hmm. of unplugging more people and kind of the ultimate goal at the end of freeing mankind.
1: Mm. There's victory in death. Yes. Very powerful stuff, Chris. Very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything else? Uh, Again, just, the symbolism and and the overall message that what what about this points to eternity what about this movie like I said earlier made people stop and think and I think we all experience that I'm living my life going through the motions what is the purpose of it all what am I doing here Um, wishing there was almost this ripping the wool off of our eyes and going the world is not as it seems and in the matrix we follow this amazing story to learn it really isn't and all these cool parts of the story are told but that's something I think about us all. We all feel that something is is off. Mm-hmm. Um, this can't be it. I mean, everybody throughout history, every nation, I mean, religions of all kinds speak about something beyond just this physical world. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's where we came from in the first place, whether that's where we're going after our physical bodies break down, there's this longingness that understands that this is not the final destination. Yeah, And I think, uh, the Matrix does a good job of showing what reality kind of can look like for people, which is you go through the motions, you pay your taxes, you do this, you do that, versus the hard reality of what the truth is. Yeah, um, so and like, the impl- implications and of that. And the it. implications of that, because again, Neo's life was incredibly complicated by accepting the truth, but he had the choice not to, just like all of us do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this movie does a good job of showing how deep the rabbit hole of truth can go, Yeah, uh, and as Christians Jesus tells us we can know the truth, we can know truth, truth is available to us yeah. and it can set us free, Yeah, um, but uh, it comes at a cost and that's giving up our ignorance. Yeah. Um, knowing truth means we can't pretend the world is okay anymore, we can't pretend that my actions and behavior don't really have any consequences, mm-hmm. um, which again is Very seen seen very prominently throughout the Christian uh, story as well. Yeah, I remember uh, after seeing the movie and then kind of uh, you walk out of
0: the theater, you walk back in, you know, uh, the theater that I was into is in downtown Lincoln, Nebraska, and, you know, walking out and you see all these, you know, skyscrapers for, you know, Nebraska version of skyscrapers, Mm. which were basically five-story buildings and stuff. But walking by them and then thinking, like, how would we know? Mm. How would we know that the Matrix isn't a real thing and mm-hmm. we're just plugged into this thing? Of course, you know, I wasn't a Christian. I wish I was because I mean that movie is a perfect opportunity mm. to be like, guess what? That's real. Yeah. It's not real in, you know, the Wachowski brothers version of it, but it's real in the sense that there is another world out there. There's mm-hmm. there's a spiritual battle going on behind the scenes. And there is truth out there. Mm. Um. I think that is uh, that. Uh, that's the ultimate. Uh, I. I guess message for me with this movie is that the truth is out there, mm. and the truth, like you said, will not. You said, but Jesus said, mm. um, will set you free. Mm. And there are implications of that. All right. Well, let us know what do you think of the Matrix. Um. And uh, I guess. I had some other things to go into about reloaded and uh, revolutions, but we'll save that we'll save that um because because why not i mean they're both they both have uh their merits and they they continue the story yes um that we can bring up at another time but what do you think about the matrix have you ever seen it um is there something that we missed you can uh email me right now at c l k r o t z at gmail dot com we're kind of uh, our email with strong church is messed up oh so send it to my personal email um or you can message on wherever you're listening to this uh shout out to our sister podcast um uh the overcome porn cast as well as the trend and uh just this last week uh jack dodgen uh did uh his third podcast which is I forget its name, but you'll find it technically uh, speaking yeah, technically speaking. That's what it is. So thank you. Thank you for knowing my business more than I do. Um, but check those podcasts out. Definitely. Adam, do you have any shout outs for this week?
1: Uh, I guess my shout out would go to my friend Ian at whose house I watched the matrix uh, way back in high school. It was a sleepover. We were all sitting around the TV. It was dark and it was awesome. Uh, So I hope you are doing well out there, Ian, wherever you are. Thank you for introducing me to this amazing movie. (laughs) And my shout-out will go to Scotty, um, who I watched The Matrix with. um,
0: And we were, you know, geeking out in the theater uh, watching this movie. Um, And, uh, Scotty, I hope you listen to this. Uh, If not, well, I mean, if you don't listen to it, then I can say whatever I want, but... (laughs) I won't. I will uh, refrain for now. But this has been Chasing Eternity, talking about The Matrix. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time.